Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Becoming Fully Human podcast. My name is Cam and I'm excited to introduce to you the Expander series, which is going to be an ongoing series where I interview people who are living and breathing examples of healthy romantic relationships. The term expanders was coined by Lacey Phillips and basically it's showing you something tangible in real life to teach the subconscious that it's possible. We've seen this with the four minute mile where nobody could run a four minute mile and then all of a sudden one person broke it and then tons of people were able to run it. And yeah, there's this idea that until someone shows us that it's possible for many people, we just have this mental block. And when it comes to romantic relationships, the things that many of us seek in relationship are not things we were mirrored growing up. They're not dynamics that we know of many of us at all in any of our relationships. We don't see long-term healthy marriages relational dynamics that really inspire us and are the kind of thing that we can say like that's what I look up to that's what I want and so little by little as I meet and are introduced to more people who are living and breathing examples of the kind of romantic relationships that we can aspire to I will bring them to you I will interview them either one or both and ask them the questions you know how they did the work to get where they were um, when they met their partner, how they're keeping the relationship alive, you know, all the good stuff. Today's episode features Lisa O'Connor, who shares about her nine-year partnership and two-year marriage with Jacob. Lisa and Jacob met nine years ago, which is actually when I met Lisa, and we talk about how Lisa and Jacob met, their relationship prior to and post-marriage, her thoughts on the one and so much more. I really hope you enjoy this episode and that it plays a role in expanding your subconscious to show you what is possible in love. And yeah, and just, I guess, starting really where we discussed is like this desire to keep your intimate life, your partnership with your partner more private um, and where that came from and all that stuff. So yeah, is there anything you don't want to discuss or is oh, there gosh, anything? No. I'm 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 it's funny. I like we've discussed I think in so many in so many areas I do have that natural tendency to be more private. So I feel like that for me is like it's a boundary. I think it's sacredness. It's just something that that's mm-hmm. just me. I could mm-hmm. not not be it. Like I'm not intentionally mm-hmm. trying to be like I'm private and I'm going to hold things in and I don't want to share and I'm gatekeep gatekeeping and yada, 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 all of that stuff. It's just like, this is me. Like my natural tendency is to be more private. That mm-hmm. being said, you can ask me anything. Like if someone, and especially like a dear friend were to ask me anything mm-hmm. or to ask um, a question, a personal question, I'm, I'm open. So there's nothing I resonate what, so yeah. deeply with that. <laughs> it's such a funny thing to be so open and simultaneously there's this desire in uh, in my romantic relationship to kind of protect and it's it's not even that I it's very interesting. That's why I really am interested to have this conversation with you. It's like I'm not it doesn't feel threatened mm-hmm. by people knowing, but there's just this this sacredness to 
partnership that I find the outside world doesn't it's not even that they don't need to know but like the openness I've had to explore this in many different ways of like Mm -hmm. just the, the idea of sharing and what we share and why we share it and the more I explore that the more I realize that I think I know personally in my life I'm so open but as I've gotten older finding this dance between like why I share things and the intention behind that and also just wanting to keep things in there's like something energetically that happens when you protect things mm-hmm. yeah what are your thoughts <laughs> I completely agree and I think it's one thing in a real life situation so whether you're with a friend you're with a family member or you're with someone that you're just getting to know and like you're in this more dance where it's like you kind of are both being intimate right whether that's a friend whether that's a partner whether that's someone in your community I think it's completely different where on the other side of it there isn't the intimacy so I don't know a lot of these you know people that I'm sharing these things with Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I don't value them I don't respect them I'm so grateful whether we want to call it you know a following or community or just people that are kind of I like to see it as like we're all orbiting each other so Mm -hmm. whether that's someone that's choosing to follow you and maybe you follow them it's just I see it as like this beautiful dance but on the other side of that it's like there isn't that reciprocity. There isn't that, I think we're just so easy to kind of, um, what's the word? I don't want to use like dump, like kind of like garbage dump, but I Mm -hmm. think it's just such a natural kind of um, thing that social media has brought up that it can be this place that we just like, we have to share everything. We dump everything onto, we share our most intimate details. Mm We, show the good, we show the bad. And I think there, you use the word sacredness and that's something that I always come back to that I think it's so extremely sacred to hold the things mm-hmm. near and dear to you that feel, and not for any reason, but just that feel need to be. Like I feel, it, and I know that it doesn't really seem, um, it, it can seem a little um, maybe secretive or, private but I think it's just uh to me it just feels natural Mm, yeah it's funny it's it's felt natural for me to also share at times where I've been I think especially when I was younger I've always been very outspoken and I do remember when I was in high school like at some party one of my best friends was like screaming at me and she was like just you need a filter, like you need to learn how to filter (laughs) things. And I was kind of like, do I though? And, you know, it's that thing where some of your best traits are also where, you know, there's the shadow for every, you know, as high as the the tree grows, the, the shadow is cast just as big. And definitely for me, learning to integrate that and realize that not everything has to be shared, especially not straight away. And I think that that's part of what I'm exploring in this relationship is like he and I we want to work together like he's um a health practitioner we want to have retreats like I I mm-hmm. there's so much I want I go to him for so much information I want to have him on my podcast and yet part of me is also like 
I'm not ready for that. And it doesn't feel right right now. So yeah, sometimes it's it's difficult to put into words because sometimes it feels right and sometimes it doesn't. And like anything, exploring even the shadow of our beliefs, like where is this coming from? Is this coming from a place of fear? Is this coming from a place of power? What am I trying to protect? Is it mine? Like what is it my responsibility to protect? Like there's just so many, there's so many things, I guess always mm-hmm. at play, but especially when it comes to what we share and why mm-hmm. we share it. Yeah, and I think there there can also be this, I'm just thinking in my head because I'm thinking of scenarios when I've either chosen to, you know, Jacob's been on the podcast, my mm-hmm. husband, and there are also times where it's actually really funny. So, like, I'll take a photo of him, mm-hmm. and he somehow intuitively knows because so Jacob has no Instagram, no social media, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And he somehow knows like at a particular time when like I take a photo of him that I'm going to post it. And he's like, oh, is this my like <laughs> once or twice a year <laughs> showcase? Or like I, you know, I get to be on your Instagram. And it's and it's really funny because it, it it is funny. It is this mm-hmm. like it is this. um kind of dynamic that we have that I also respect that he doesn't enjoy social media talk about private like he's very private he doesn't he just doesn't get the whole social media landscape and right now in his life he also doesn't have a part to play in it and that might change so Mm -hmm. there might be a time I love to see it you're (laughs) laughing (laughs) In like five, ten, who knows, right? Yeah, Where he yeah. might come out and he might be on social media and active. But for right now, his his life, his work is private. So there's no need for him. And so there is this really interesting, I think, flow that we also share in that, which I think for you too, you guys have like that same, same flow and same dynamic as do everyone else. And for some people, I think it does feel very natural to, to have your partner maybe even on your social media often, or if they're like kind of you, you guys will be doing working together. I think that's definitely a place where you do need to show up together. And there is, uh, I always look at things as like a spectrum, as a polarity and everyone fits on that. And so it's really just getting clear and it's getting aligned with what feels good to you. Mm -hmm. And, and I think something we so both believe in being open for that changing. And that I think is the beauty of it. Who knows? Like next year, six months, few months from now, I could totally switch that. Or Jacob could be like, Hey, (laughs) let's feature more things together, or I'm going to do this. And, and so I think that's always the beauty. And I think that's a theme that also runs through our personal lives, our work lives, and also just the way that we see things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, even in the openness in one aspect of our life, like you being, you know, open to sharing parts of Jacob once in a while, or, you know, having him on your podcast or sharing photos of him once in a while. When you think of openness and 
personal life and intimate life, there's also things you don't share, like your home. You know, there's some people are doing these house tours and they're showing every little intricate aspect of their bathroom and their bedroom. And <laughs> um, and I'm not going to lie. I love it. Like, I, I love Same. I love it. And for me, it doesn't feel right right now. And like you said, that might change one day. And so similar to dietary dogma, it's probably pretty important not to strictly identify as someone who doesn't do X, Y, or Z because it prevents you from ebbing and flowing with life. Um, and also you might get way more private. I know some people will have a child and all of a sudden realize like, you know, whoa, no faces. I I don't want anyone on this online world to to just have access to my child's face. And so in both directions, like, yeah, I think that the important thing which we seem to both share is just having mindfulness about what we share and why we share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that is, I think it's that that's at the core of everything. It, it <laughs> truly is at the core of everything and constantly coming back and checking in kind of the way that I do with anything in life, whether it's a personal practice or a meditation practice or something that I quote unquote identify with, check in like, how is this making me feel right now? How in this moment am I wanting to, how are things wanting to run through me? Or how am I wanting to express this? How am I wanting to show up? Am am I even wanting to show up? And sometimes no, like that can just be the answer. And I think whatever that answer is in the moment is the answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, built into that is never being a slave to an algorithm, right? Which it's interesting in this world of social media, so many things are rewarded in terms of following and being seen or being shadow banned. And there's certain behaviors on social media that I, like I'm exploring this in real time because, so for example, I see some couples very open they're doing they're dancing they're doing all the like TikTok dances and all that stuff which I mean I'm open to change but I don't see myself (laughs) and yet I'm trying to explore it from a curious place that it does it it doesn't bother it doesn't bother me innately Mm -hmm. you know that people do it sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't and I think at the core of when I love it is when people are just being authentic versus catering to some you know algorithm and so sharing when it feels authentic and right as opposed to needing to fit into a box of how things should be shared what things get more views and more clicks like just back to that authenticity piece and and living in alignment of like some people that comes naturally to them they it's playful for them they like it and then other people are like well honey, you know, if we're going to get the clicks, we got to do this thing. And it feels so different when it comes to a screen in an authentic versus an inauthentic way. And I, I fully agree. I, I actually really applaud people who are able to maybe be more open in that way. And I celebrate it because I think whether we like it or not, we are living in this landscape of 
sharing of digital media, of social media, of all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like when it is in that alignment and they do do it from a place of this feels really good for us. It's fun. We're playful. We like to dance. We like to make people happy. We like to share, I don't know, comedy skits or mm-hmm. we love fashion and we want to, we want to share that as a couple and express how we, we feed off of each other, or express ourselves in our own unique way. And to me, when I see that, I do think it's beautiful and I do celebrate it. And I do think it is something that, yeah, it, it takes courage and it takes, it takes this ability to maybe not care so much about what people think or what they're going to say. And again, everyone I think is on that spectrum. And like you said, it's sometimes maybe not coming from that place of that like alignment. And it is for the clicks or it is for the downloads or it is for the ads, right? A lot of these I think are, they're tied into maybe even their living or their monetary kind of take home Mm -hmm. income and they have families. So I think sometimes maybe it even is seen as more of a career and as more of a job. Mm. And I think like you, Cam, like just coming to a place of acceptance of all of it, acceptance of where everyone is and to really celebrate it and to really honor it and to know this is what I, I tell myself and what, you know, kind of I share to other people that everyone's just trying their best mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. So slight pivot. What are your beliefs on the one? <laughs> I love a, a pivot. <laughs> a strong pivot. A strong pivot. <laughs> so to me, when I really, really kind of clear clear away all of the programming, all of the things I've been told, the whole notion of romantic comedies and romances and what we've been fed mm-hmm. and all of that, I do believe, and I'll just preface this by saying, like I do believe in reincarnation and many lifetimes. So I, I do believe in that, in that journey and in that process. That being said, in this lifetime, I do believe that there is the one that you are meant to meet and that you are meant to carry on a relationship with and a journey with. And obviously, we could make things work with many different people. And we have because we've we've had different relationships. I've had, I actually haven't had that many relationships before I met Jacob, but I do believe, and this I could only say once I met him, Mm -hmm. once I met him, that he was quote unquote the one. And I can actually say before that, like what I believed in, if I did believe in the one or I just kind of were like, well, we can make, you know, I could make things work because I was in a past relationship that was 
six plus years that I'd moved to South Africa for and I thought was quote unquote the one, but when it ended up not being and things transitioned and I moved away, I, yeah, I was just like, oh, maybe there isn't. And and just, I'm going to be open to whoever, whoever flows through. But after I met Jacob and we've been together now for nine years, I can say, yeah, like he, he definitely is the one. Um, yeah, I resonate deeply with that in that until you meet the person it's very difficult to have a concept of that and there's so many layers to it in terms of like Mm -hmm. I do believe the people we meet before that and the people who are in relationship before that are also so important in our journey to help us grow and get to know ourselves and heal and become the one who can hold the relationship we desire because I know that well actually I don't know that if I had met my partner when I was younger that we wouldn't have been able to make it work so I don't Mm -hmm. we could have walked that journey together from a younger age and grown together but there's something yeah there's something special when you meet that person and from the beginning it's very much like oh this is it oh this is what it feels like and I feel safe and you and I actually met when you had just met Jacob. I believe. Yes, you were the first person that I told. Because I remember you were pretty sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Will you take take us back to that like version of you and what was going through your head and how you were feeling and yeah, how it all kind of went down for you? Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of go back a little bit because in, I think I'm just trying to get like my, my year straight in 2013 that I was coming out of some like really deeper physical, mental, spiritual healing at that time. And I remember all of those years. So when I had left South Africa, it was I'm trying to remember the year, like 2008, 2000, yeah, around 2008. Up until, I kid you not, up until that point of like 2013, I did not date. I did not get in any sort of intimate relationship. I think I maybe kissed like one man once. So there was this giant span of time where I knew on a very deep level, I was not ready for Mm. a relationship. I was really focused on my own healing and there's many different like aspects to that, which we don't really need to get into because for me, it if I were to kind of like even envision it and like feel into that time, my heart, my heart did not feel ready to mm-hmm. stand in a commitment, to even be emotionally ready, to be emotionally mature enough to welcome in that partnership. But I remember it was August of 2013 that I remember a very, very, very profound shift. 
-hmm. And it happened quite instantaneously. And it obviously unfolded in like a matter of weeks, but I could feel and know that my heart was opening and that I was ready to welcome in a relationship, to be ready to call that person in. And this was back in like 2013. I set, uh, it was like an evening. I had like my Himalayan crystal salt lamp. I lit candles. (laughs) I like set the scene. And I remember writing out what now I think is really big and kind of like the wellness spiritual world is a manifestation list. At the time, Mm -hmm. I feel like, yes, I knew about manifestation and the secret and law of attraction. And I knew of all these things. But Mm -hmm. for me, it just felt like this deeper kind of part of my soul saying, okay, you are ready. And let's now kind of open up to what that even looks like what what does that look like what does that feel like and I got very 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 specific and I didn't know at the time like what I was really doing in this kind of like list and I and I love the kind of naive aspect to it because it wasn't coming from ego I was just like oh do you know what these are just kind of like aspects that I am looking for. I am looking for someone that has a shared love for health or a shared love for the way that they take care of their body. Or Mm -hmm. maybe I I lean more towards someone that because I'm, you know, tall that I want someone that's like, you know, and I even wrote down like the height, I wrote down someone that's six, two, kind of like all of these aspects. And then I, I mean, I wrote four pages out everything from the way that they treat other people to maybe things that they're interested in to what they what they value. And I wrote that in August of 2013. I moved to Toronto in October of 2013. I started working at Lululemon because I've worked for them two times previously. Mm-hmm. So got a job at Lulu which was amazing. It was such a wonderful community to like not know anyone in the city to come to like to come be welcomed into. That was in, I started in November. Jacob, who's now my now husband, he was still studying at Ryerson. So he was like, hey, I want to, you know, get a seasonal job. Lulu takes seasonal people he applied, he got the job. We met, we had our first date in January of 2014. And then we moved in together six months later in June. And then we were married in 2018. So I know there's like a lot there, Mm. but when I kind of like tap back into it, it was that moment that I knew from a very kind of like a a deep place that I was ready and I was open and I was communicating that to myself my higher self and for me I do feel like connection to universe God the divine so it was like this very clear channel that this communication was open Mm -hmm. and yeah I knew from that moment when he it's a very kind of very vivid memory of he walked into the store, he was having his interview. And I just remember like being like, 
who is that? Like, it just, it was such a profound, like, oh my goodness. And then the following, (laughs) and then the following, I think it was like, maybe a few days after, after that, where he did get hired and like, he started working that we had, it was just me and him and I was on break and he, I think was just starting and having like a training shift that we had our first conversation. No one else was there. No one else like came into the room. We had like 30 minutes. We connected, we had that conversation. And I knew from that moment that we mm-hmm. were going to be together. And that is when, cause we also met during that time. Cause yeah. I also got a job at Equinox where we yeah. met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's funny, like it really, it it left a big impact on me. And because I think you were coming from this place of such knowing and magnetism, because how many people tell us things every day, all the time throughout our whole life. And that was so long ago. And I remember it like it was yesterday, you telling me, you know, this person and look, I've loved you from the start. We have this deep, surely past life connection. But this woman I just met is telling me about a guy that you know she just met <laughs> and yet if yeah all these years later it's still really is so touching and yeah beautiful thank you thank you and it's something that I feel like when talking about you know I think that's just the landscape of kind of like dating and relationships has really taken on this, I feel like very interesting tone. Mm. Because even if I think back to that time, which isn't even that long ago, nine years, online dating and that whole kind of like landscape, it wasn't that big. And I think now what I witness and what I want to have so much compassion for, but what I also want to, for using a word, you know, that we both use and is part of, you know, Lacey's too big magnetic work is to also expand people into that ability, whether you are online dating now or you're not, or you've let go of all the apps because you truly believe that you're going to meet your partner in a different way and through a different landscape, I do feel and I do hope that there is this resurgence that when you are open and when you are ready for it, it's going to come in in the way that it's meant to and Mm -hmm. probably in the least expected way. Yeah, I think like circling back to what we were talking about earlier about the importance of authenticity and how we share is I don't think that you can superimpose someone else's way of meeting or journey onto yourself or even the idea that even when it comes to like a manifestation list, like you said, it can be done from this place of like alignment versus this place of desperation and how we engage with dating and calling in partnership is it means so much more than how we do it. So even if we look at the apps, someone who's, you know, scrolling through apps and swiping and desperately, you know, wanting a person, that energetically, whether you're doing that in person or in on an app or through social media, it 
to me, that repels what you're trying to attract in all ways, whether it's a job you're trying to attract, new friendships, any kind of opportunity, really. And then when you shift out of that into this place of of alignment and figuring out what calling in a partner looks like for you, like like you said, for you, it took years of knowing your heart. I did the same. Like I was, I was celibate for years and and part of that was fear and part of it was in knowing that I had to work on myself and grow. That's for another time. But yeah, that connecting to like what it is inside of you that is authentic and and when you're ready, truly not from a place of desperation, but from a place of clarity, calling it in in a way that feels right and authentic for you. I know with this list, my partner made a very clear one. Very detailed, very clear. <laughs> and and I had on and off in the past, you know, Lacey's work, I had gone very clear. That list was long gone. And I know when he reached out to me, my current partner, and, and shared his list with me, there's power in doing that. And I think that there's energetic power if you do it from a place of of deep intention and alignment, there is something magnetic about it. But even if you're just doing it to get clear on your values, that's so important in the act of dating, which so many people focus on, you know, does this person like me as opposed to does this, like you can love someone and not build a life with them. And I think that the one is this like, is this match not only that you have love, because I'm sure we can love we can love many people throughout our life and even at a time like love really more as like the fabric of life itself as opposed to um a person that we love but the one is like shared values and getting really clear on what you need out of partnership and what you bring to partnership and it's kind of like the perfect puzzle piece of everything instead of dating from this place of like yeah well i'm attracted to him and yeah, we've got a lot in common, but like the list helps you get really clear on who you are and what you need to build a life with a human being. Mm-hmm. And I will say just like your partner, my list into what actually then did quote unquote appear manifest was co-created. Yeah. Almost everything down to like Jacob 6-2 and I just wanted to see I'm so impressed with my (laughs) with my myself back then because I didn't I wasn't in the work I didn't know I didn't know do all these things I wanted to test I wanted to I was like very maybe it's just my like my my nature just like okay I'm gonna write these things down and not that I'm not open to other hair colors or you know kind of other traits Mm -hmm. just like these are things that I'm just curious or personally just a little bit more attracted to so Mm -hmm. whether that is you know maybe a certain just kind of build because they know that they're taking care of themselves and they, you know, work out and it's something that they value. And, you know, so I even wrote on my list, like has, you know, darker hair and works out and, 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 mm-hmm. and these things, it was so interesting to see then that be kind of mirrored, but then at the same time, just really kind of, 
being open to, to the growing that mm-hmm. I think that, you know, something I just so, so intimately and like innately believe in is that you can never change a person, a soul, a partner. Mm-hmm. And so being open to that person that like wanted to come through, that they were in their like purest, you know, self and that they just fully, fully own that and that I would love that. Mm-hmm. And in that, never, ever, ever try to change it, never try to manipulate it, manipulate it, never try to kind of mold it into something that I wanted. And I think that for me has always just been like one of my core pillars and foundations in, in relationship. Same. Yeah, same. And that's something that I've come to grow into. I had to learn that through experience and that dance too and choosing a partner of how often people choose a partner they don't fundamentally feel safe with and that's a huge problem not I mean physically safe that exists but more emotionally safe and that they can accept this person as they are because otherwise it the whole relationship becomes revolved around like you said manipulation and people don't necessarily identify themselves as manipulators but as soon as you try and help someone if you really unpack that you're trying to and it's unsolicited I should say because if someone's reaching out for help completely different but when we see behaviors in our partner or habits or you know ways of how they move through the world and we think oh they should do it this way and we try and impose ourselves onto them really what we're saying is I'm uncomfortable with how you're showing up and instead of addressing that within myself something about how you are living or doing or operating makes me feel a certain way and instead of addressing that I'm going to try and change you which is like manipulation 101 and so choosing a partner who like you said you can accept as they are and all the versions that they're going to become in either direction I mean having someone for me a huge value is someone who who values their own growth and is working on themselves and cares about their well-being because ultimately we're going to change in life we're going to grow but that has to be their path it can't be like well I I believe this so I need you to believe this or I I do this so I need you to value health like health is so important to me as well that I can't imagine partnership without someone mm-hmm. yeah who shares that value mm-hmm. and that's something that I think is something that you also have to own. I think sometimes we can feel guilt or shame in in being like, well, I want a partner who yeah, takes care of their health, works out, eats healthy. Let's just let's put the I'm just putting like this is not, I'm just putting these things out there, mm-hmm. has a nice physique or you know, believes in something greater or all of these things, dresses nice, like like, you know, we'll just throw all these things out mm-hmm. there. And that that's okay. And someone could not have those things or be looking for something completely different. And I feel like it's so beautiful to also witness the the 
variety and the differences and the beauty and the uniqueness of everyone, of every relationship, of the collective. But I think when it comes down to it, we really get clear with ourselves that if we're desiring X, Y, and Z, and whether that, I know for some people too, that can be even income. Like I've, I've heard women say like that, that is something that is really important to me. And that for someone else might not be like for me, that wasn't like when I met Jacob, he was a broke student and he was six years younger than me. He was 23. And so that for me, it was just, it wasn't, it just didn't even register. Mm-hmm. I knew we would make it work. Mm-hmm. And he knew that we would evolve and that we would grow and that we would like prosper together and all of these other things. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, that wasn't, you know, a thing, but for other people it can be. And I think it's just so important that if you are writing lists or you are going to write a list after this, or you are kind of in this process of looking and seeking and desiring a partnership Mm -hmm. to just fully stand by what you want, what you desire, what feels like it's just coming from that like aligned place, not the like ego, like I need this or I need this to feel good about myself or to feel safe, but from a place of like, yeah, hey, like I really like this or I'm really attracted to that or this Mm -hmm. is what really is going to be a beautiful addition to my life. And Mm -hmm. there's just something so powerful and I think magnetic and standing in that and owning it and just living by that because that is like, that is your compass. And I think we're so often in life trying to live by someone else's compass and someone else's direction that if we can just like align that, come back to our direction and even to like our flavor, like what is that for you? And to just really like savor it and own it and and see what flows from that. Mm, I completely agree. Um how has marriage changed your relationship? Hmm. Such a good question because I feel like really when I, you know, tune into it and really kind of even kind of come back to that point of time of like when he proposed, when we got married, and then the kind of, you know, time after that, we did, and I know everyone, everyone's relationship is different, but we did live together like very, very, very early on. Mm-hmm. So I will say on kind of the logistical landscape or so many of kind of like those other things, which I think is pretty normal right now, where you would we're not living in like, you know, our parents' right. generation where you mm-hmm. only moved in with the person. Oh yeah. Well, which my I partner, can't imagine. <laughs> we moved in together, what, two months after we started talking. We started looking for a place two days after we met in person. Like, yeah. I love that. When you know I love you it. know. We, I totally mean, we talk about the concept of when you know you know, which is kind of back to the one. And yeah, and things definitely moving more fast for people who who just know but yeah something tells me marriage is a milestone that does shift something Mm. for me it you know I can't speak for Jacob I can't even speak for like our marriage or marriage in general 
For me, it was just a deepening. It was, it was this like almost like well that opened up that was, that was this depth that I knew we were going to experience now together. We had made this decision to, to be partners, to walk along this journey together, to be each other's, you know, companions and lovers and family and all of these other aspects. And not that I, you know, that's one thing I want to point. I don't put any of that onto Jacob. Like Jacob is Jacob. He is, you know, who he is. Mm -hmm. Yes, he kind of takes on all of those different roles and parts, but I also, you know, have other people and other places where I seek that. Because I think that's also really, really, really important that your person can't be everything and we can't expect them to be everything. But that's a completely other, <laughs> that's a tangent we can take or not take. Mm-hmm. But coming back to kind of like that marriage aspect that I love, I love the word. And I know it's kind of, you know, well, we used it already, but it's kind of thrown around. But there's just this deeper sacredness that envelops you, that allows you to just want to also just be the like best version like of yourself and something that Jacob and I even we read a poem by Rumi on our wedding day which was like there was 15 people we were in Algonquin forest like just so chill exactly us exactly what we wanted we still dressed up like very fancy because we also like that we're mm-hmm. very Torin and we love that energy but we were like in the forest and we read this roomy poem and it was all about you know going on our separate journeys having our separate lives you know being these two individual beautiful unique beings but in the marriage, in this like sacred union that we were committing to, we were holding hands along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's what that poem kind of was saying, that we're walking our own paths, but in that path, they unite and we mm-hmm. get to choose to walk that together every single day. And it's a choice. It reminds me of the Khalil Gibran poem on marriage, which is that same idea of like two pillars separate but together building you know holding the house together Mm. and it's such an interesting conversation this the concept of commitment because in one sense like when you are committed to and that's at every stage of commitment because I I know part of my last relationship that was very tumultuous in terms of his inability to deeply commit to me forced me to examine commitment you know, is it even possible knowing that we can't predict the future and having this idea early on that if he could just commit, I would feel safe is fundamentally flawed because there's always a deeper degree of commitment. And every time we hold a deeper degree of commitment. So, for example, going from, you know, I choose you as my partner, boyfriend and girlfriend as maybe stage one and then you move in together so you've evolved into your commitment and then there's always the next step okay you're engaged and then you're married and there's and then there's children which is like you know an enormous commitment because then you've brought life into the world that you two it ties you together and so at every step of that commitment however 
part of our psyche feels safer and then part of our psyche feels less safe because when you have something you can lose it so it's fascinating that like built into this I don't know if it's a naive idea that there is a degree of more safety with marriage because I think it's true like it's it's this energy that simultaneously and I'm curious if you had it before marriage I feel that with my partner now there's a degree of devotion and commitment that runs so deep I would say deeper than any label could run or any ceremony although I know there's I know there's a deepening it's an energy right that was carried long before you and Jacob got married I'm sure because mm-hmm. you said you know the it, the deepening but the essence of it was already there. Completely. And also I want to share that when we first met, Jacob didn't necessarily want to get married. And so I think that's something that's really important to know because, you know, his parents got divorced and, you know, on, on, one side of his family, it's like there was just many, many, many kind of like divorces. And so Jacob witnessed that he Mm -hmm. saw it and he fully believed that what is marriage and and what does that even, what does standing up and like saying these vows really mean if they can be broken in a heartbeat? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think it's just so important to also state that while it can have this like sacredness at the same time, like you're saying, it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean anything. Yeah. And yeah. something that even when Jacob and I were really kind of, we all, we were already were committed, like right from the beginning, we knew it was, it was just, it was this, like it was just us and we knew. And even though there were like, curves along the way and Jacob was also he was younger so we still figuring things out and he maybe wanted to like go to India and like do his thing and I was like okay like universe God like whatever is meant to happen will happen and I firmly just had to trust I had to like really focus on like myself and strengthening those parts of myself that what if, right? Like this ended or what if, you know, it went this way. And so I just had to continually come back and back and back to myself. But even in discussing the kind of like whole marriage landscape, I also was okay with like, sure, like we don't have to get married. That is not something that is a ultimatum or something that I'm going to say, if you don't, if we don't, then Mm -hmm. see you later sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, it was something that I could be into, right? (laughs) Like, I'm also, I'm, I'm a very fluid person. So I, it's to me, I just don't have these like, hard knock, like I do have very clear and hard boundaries in many things. But when it comes to just these, like, life things and it's like I'm just I'm I'm I can flow with mm-hmm. it and with that when we had that discussion we kind of just like yeah okay like let's just let's just not get married and and just be committed to each other and that's why like when he did propose it was like a complete shock he just he literally did it out of um we were hiking and yeah 
I, I'm still kind of like at a loss for words because it just, he was going through his stuff. He had to work that stuff out. Mm-hmm. He then decided no marriage is something that I do want. And we never really kind of like discussed it being like, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to get engaged and yada, 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 all mm-hmm. that stuff. It just happened. And well, that's it. That's that beautiful thing we discussed about not wanting to change your partner is like, can I explore what you not wanting to get married means for me and where it comes from? And can he do the same? And what I find so beautiful is typically you meet in a place of of wanting, you know, the devotion and the marriage or whatever that looks like the commitment. But can never happen if the other person projects their expectation of what life should look like or what will make them safe or feel safe it the safety comes from like okay you don't want this and it means this for me okay let me do my work and vice versa and when both partners are devoted to that work you find liberation Mm -hmm. which I think is everything and I think it's something that we personally also come back to that I come back to on a very very intimate and very regular basis of what what do I need to feel safe and you know what is that you know like safety for me and if we want to get kind of you know a little bit more specific even with like the nervous system and Mm -hmm. you know how does that feel and and how do things feel in my body and okay I I really kind of can I can feel into that and nothing, no one, no commitment, no person, no, like no one can do that. No one can point blank, like heal you, regulate your nervous system and get you to feel safe. That is an inside job forever and always. Yeah, I completely agree. What hasn't marriage changed for your relationship? Mm. I feel like so much. I feel it's so hard to say because when you're so like also in a relationship, it's like you're in it. I would love for someone to be like a fly on the wall to be like witnessing these things because so much just feels so natural. Mm -hmm. We're so playful. We really just have this like dynamic that it's, it's fun. I can definitely get way more serious than Jacob, but Jacob's just like this, this, I call him like a tree. So first of all, he's like a tree. He's just so, and he's Taurus sun and he's just like grounds into the earth. He is the earth. And then he has like a, I'm bringing this back to a little bit of astrology because it's so, and I, and I'm sure people will enjoy it. And he has a Scorpio rising and I'm a Scorpio sun, but then I have a Taurus moon. And so I feel like we just, it's like, we have this perfect balance of like, we really appreciate and enjoy the same things. We love like having like a home that we can very minimally decorate but with like very intentional things but then you know that Scorpio in that in us can be like intense and passionate and spicy and and all of these things and and so I just feel like it's we are just this like duo and this team that 
I don't know. I honestly just don't know if a lot, it's just, it seamlessly flowed from like pre-marriage to like Mm -hmm. now after. And we just, yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. Something you shared with me um, is how nothing's changed in the realm of like, just like telling each other that you love each other and just this like passion and connection and like the little things that often exist at the beginning just have carried through almost a decade. Oh my gosh. Even more. If (laughs) if everyone who says, you know, that the honeymoon phase dies off in two years or whatever Mm -hmm. many years or whatever that timeline is, don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important because the program that we've been met is that, okay, you're engaged, you have this big wedding, you're in this honeymoon state, and then like life sinks in and you have like the reality of the world. And yes, things do sink in. You have different responsibilities. We are growing. We are evolving. There's more commitments. There's more expenses. There's, you know, there's, there are these bigger decisions, but something, I love that you brought that up because it has not changed. And I mm-hmm. think it's only expanded. And saying I love you and just being in complete and utter, like I can again speak for myself, in awe, in awe of him, in awe of our relationship, in just like deep gratitude that like we get to do this together and that that spark and that passion, it's for up for it's for us to upkeep, but it's just it keeps on growing stronger and stronger because we keep on loving each version of ourselves and each mm-hmm. other more and more and more and more. And to me, it's so beautiful and it should be celebrated. And like, why not? Why not celebrate it with like more love, more joy, more fun, more playfulness? Because yeah, in the collective or you know in our world it's like there is so much of the opposite and so I always believe in in living in the place where I get to choose more joy choose more love choose more passion choose more expressiveness and that is where I choose to live it's not that I don't witness and see everything else and I can't have compassion and I don't you know find ways in my own way to whether serve or communicate or help it's just this is what I'm choosing. And I just believe, I just believe in that narrative that we can also, we can, we can all do that in our relationships. I do too. And it's so expansive to hear that. I shared that with you the first time you told me because my partner and I, although we're only a few months into our relationship, we speak about the same thing that like, this is never going away. And I know it does for many people, but it's this, like it's a deep knowing that my love for him is only going to grow and it does every day and it conti- I'm continuously also in awe of like how I feel like yeah just so lucky to be met in this partnership and the feelings are mutual I mean we've spoken about it and we've also had that fly on the wall comment he and I my partner of like people will also often make comments about our relationship and how you know sweet it is or how cute it is I'm like they have no idea (laughs) I know (laughs) we do not show like even I would say a percent of our relationship in the outside world versus behind closed doors in our home it's this like it it blows me away and yeah that's I think 
one of the things that is driving this like series of expanders in relationship is to show people it's possible and it's possible in the long term and and it's yeah it's in a way it's not disney but it's that energy though of like yes you can have the magic in your relationship and it can be alive throughout your whole relationship because too many people i think do the 180 from disney culture of well that's not real life into mm-hmm. like you know relationship has to be difficult and and sacrifice and suffering and it's it's not that either mhm you know who's also a really good expander? Bruce Lipton. Mm-hmm. Every time he speaks about his marriage and speaks about his like past relationship stuff and how when he was even developing or writing uh, his books, and he did write a book on, I think it's called something about like every day is like a honeymoon or something like, or the honeymoon effect. Oh, the honeymoon or, effect. It's yeah, called. it's the honeymoon effect. Oh, I have to read it. You have to read it. I read it a while ago. And whenever he speaks, I've listened, I, I, I do really, really love his message. And I, I love what he speaks about and not in relation to relationships, but in, you know, biology of belief and our beliefs mm-hmm. and our subconscious and the reprogramming. But every time that he speaks about his relationship and he's been married and he didn't get into actually didn't find these are his words like the love of his life until he was in his like mid 40s and Mm -hmm. every time he shares about it he's like I live he's probably in I think his like late 60s maybe early 70s like around that and he constantly reaffirms and says, every day just gets better and better. Every day is still a honeymoon. I choose to love my wife in the most like passionate and loving way. I get to wake up next to her every single morning. I look into her eyes and I'm just so happy and I'm so joyful. And he's just like, every day is a honeymoon. Every day is a honeymoon. I love that. I always, I'll have to read the book and I have like that little antenna out for those people and they're they're in every field there's just there are men and women but it particularly touches me when men are so open and 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 share that they have this devotion for their partner and uh yeah this like this is my person and and a devotion to the work around keeping it alive and that it's possible which I know it is and And that yeah no I just wanted to kind of make just a small note on that that like you said like that it's it's work to make it to make it possible and not work in the way that like we have to labor at it or Mm -hmm. that it's something that is difficult but anything that we do it takes intention and it takes mindfulness Mm -hmm. and then in that it takes action and action is work it's like it's just that whole process and Mm so within that it's like you can feel these things say for example it's like I felt all this deep love and like passion and all of these things for Jacob, but I never took action or I never set the intention to use the energy to express that to him or to let him know or to share it or to speak it or to do the things that I know he enjoys or that affirm him in his love language or whatever kind of, you know, language you want to use that it does take work. It's like, it, 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 it is part of the, it is part of the process. So, and I know that my, you know, in each season of life, like that changes and Jake and I don't have 
children at the moment, but we do want. So I'm sure that that will, you know, shift things. Cause I'm sure there's people listening to like, wait until you have kids. You're not even going to have like an inch of yourself or like I, an inch yeah, of I know time. people say that, but people say it about every stage and there's expanders in my life at every stage of their relationship that use challenges and then like as a well relationship in general as a mirror and then the challenges as this opportunity to get to know yourself and to reinforce the bond you have with someone else because I know you know even with my partner now even if we have a disagreement or a miscommunication there and he's communicated this we have this deep unshakable bond that is like we will navigate things that are usually rooted in projection and fear and you know stuff going on inside of us that are then brought into light through relationship through the mirror that is connection but there's a deep anchoring in that that doesn't threaten the relationship nothing threatens the relationship and so even though children yes of course it's a stress there's so much changes with your hormones and your sleep and your schedules but when the foundation is we're gonna ride life's waves together all that happens is you get stronger through Mm -hmm. every difficulty you get to know yourself better and your bond becomes stronger because you know like yeah we we climbed that mountain together and now things are easy again because everything ebbs and flows but we know that when shit hits the fan you and i just get stronger yeah I love that and I I firmly agree and it takes work and it takes intention but it's also that just like deeper knowing you know we love the saying kind of like ride or die that it's like that you 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 ride the wave you ride with it you make these choices you choose to even if it's as small as saying I love you during the day or sending a message or, you know, expressing it in the way that you express it with your partner. I think it's just these moments, kids, no kids, that are so simple, so sacred, so powerful and so beautiful. And so the way that I see it, I always see it's like the simple things and the simple moments actually make everything else. And so, I feel like if someone's listening or if you're in a partnership and things are maybe like just, yeah, maybe a little lackluster, they're, they're losing a little bit of that passion or that ability to connect, to just start to invite the like simple things, simple moments, like maybe catch them off guard, do something, share something, communicate how they have maybe helped you this week or the day or whatever it is and I think it's just those small moments that can like radically build a stronger foundation because like you said it's like when you have that foundation and that's such a strong pillar in your life you're going to move through every season with more grace more love and it's just going to bring you yeah closer together yeah I love that and I love too that what is it like to examine what you're seeking in that moment if it's more attention, if it's, you know, words of affirmation, whatever kind of thing you're seeking, give that to the relationship. Like, you know, the relationship as its third entity and you're in relationship wanting, you know, connection, give it to the relationship. 
And so often we want the person to give us the thing first, but maybe they're wanting the same thing and it's kind of the standoff. So if like, just give what you want and the odds of that shifting the dynamic, especially if you learn to do that, I don't think it's ever too late, but it's something worth cultivating in the earlier stages of relationship before being resentment builds, Mm -hmm. you know, when we expect Mm -hmm. people to do things and that, yeah, I don't think a relationship is ever beyond repair, but the earlier you learn to give the thing that you actually desire, the better. I agree. I think you hit such a kind of nail into it because the whole resentment thing and peace and energy and entity, I think is a huge, um, yeah, just a huge energy that runs through people's relationships, mm-hmm. whether it's in a deep partnership or it's in a friendship or a, maybe a, a work relationship or whatever that is. And so I think it's so powerful. And again, something we share so beautifully, it's like if you're wanting something, if you're desiring something, give it, mm-hmm. do it. And then like within that, that's how the energy shifts or that's how the dynamic shifts. And then maybe it opens the door to the conversation. Maybe the conversation is to come out like just like guns blazing, like like I'm going to, you know, just fire things off or I'm, we're going to have an argument and I'm going to yell for you to maybe just like shift some things within yourself to mm-hmm. then shift the dynamic to then come to a place where you can you can have that conversation or you can ask, you know, to have maybe a need met or something Mm -hmm. that you just want to, uh, yeah, communicate to that person. And at the very least, doing the thing that you want to be done to you will show you how difficult it is to do it sometimes. Because let's say you're feeling neglected or you want attention or you want more connection but you're like, no, they should do it first. Well, what if if two people come to the relationship with that energy, yet at the very least notice how difficult it is. If you're in an argument and you want them to apologize, notice how difficult, why can't you apologize? Like there's such, it, it brings such self-awareness. Or even if, if, you, if someone else is reactive and you're like, well, they shouldn't be react, you know, but you're reactive. So to really, Im- this is like life's biggest lesson really is embodying the things we want other people to embody and showing them it's possible, showing yourself it's possible because it's it's hard, it's often much harder than we think to do the thing that we want our partner to do. Always. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's such an interesting too that I think we just, it's yeah it comes into the conversations of just like expectations and roles and Mm -hmm. things that we either maybe saw parentals or authority figures doing and it's so these things are so subliminal so subconscious they're just Mm -hmm. so in there that we aren't even aware of how they are expressing how they're being brought up how they're being communicated through our language or even body language I think that's like a huge thing that it's just so much lives in that and 
you and I both know, and I'm sure so many people that listening is like, we're operating from those loops from the subconscious. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like we're looping and looping and looping. And we're probably not even aware of these patterns or these habits or these expectations or these Mm -hmm. things that are showing up. And so it's so important to look at these to, to, well, and, and I don't want to, and I don't want to say, well, just heal them. Right. It's, it's, it's sometimes not as easy as that. And it sometimes is for some people, they can just like become aware, acknowledge, and through the acknowledgement and through the awareness, they're able to shift it. And so sometimes that is the gateway for people. Other times, if there's a lot there, there's a lot to unpack and there's a lot to kind of, you know, heal. And why do I have this expectation of this partner or in this scenario that they're supposed to do this or show up for me in this way? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just something to really, 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 really explore if you're in a, yeah, partnership. Yeah, agreed. You mentioned um, expressing, communicating needs and expectations. And one thing I wanted to chat to you about, because I know we've discussed that we are the, I guess, the homemakers in our relationship. (laughs) We love to cook for our men. And so, yeah, I'd love to know a little bit about that in your relationship and how, if at all, how did you communicate that? How did you come to that dynamic I feel like this is something that is also really fun to talk about because I think there is so much it's like there's just so much there and there's so much talk about programming talk about expectation there's just like a lot of weight for a lot of people so I think it's like a good discussion to have for me and Jacob I think it really was just so natural. It was something that even like with my background and with my history and being a holistic nutritionist, and I was very, especially when he met me, I was very in it because I was just starting my practice. Mm -hmm. And so I was even still, I was posting about like nutrition and healthy food. And it was such a part of kind of my day to day life and just day-to-day uh lifestyle so then it was very natural for me to want to make these healthy dishes to want to nourish my partner because I know how important it is on a cellular level on an emotional level on a mental level and all these aspects it's like I I for me it, it is it still is a passion and so because of that, I was able to, yeah, just weave it then into wanting to make these dishes and wanting to have these meal times very nourishing and very nurturing because it is something that I value. And it's also something that he valued too, but it just wasn't a, a point in his life where he was like as... <laughs> as passionate and as dedicated as I was. So I just naturally took on the role of cooking. And and I wouldn't even say, because at that time, and we still do, but I would say for the majority, I do most of the groceries because I work from home. My schedule is so flexible. He works a lot of hours and he works out of the home. So even on that landscape, it's 
it's not realistic for him to like, you know, do these things. And I don't put that on him because for me, it's like, well, of course, it's like, I have more time. I have more freedom. I have more flexibility. And that's the way that we've also worked it out in our relationship. So I'm so happy to, to do it. And I'm so happy to be in that more of like, (laughs) I love how you said like homemaker. That's such a, and that's such a good, like, I think term to, to, I don't know, just be kind of, I think in our narrative, because I think it can have such a negative Mm -hmm. connotation And so it's good to just like speak about and say, and also own, and there's nothing wrong with that. If that is something that you are doing or it's something that you're desiring, or that is part of, you know, your dynamic in your relationship, I think there's something so beautiful for me. And I know you share this to nurture someone else and to nourish them Mm -hmm. and to take the, I don't, yeah, no, it is. It's like, take that off of them Mm -hmm. because they're also doing, you know, other things that you're not doing. And so it's just like this beautiful, I don't know, just beautiful, uh, this is harmony to me. That's the way that I look at it. For me, there's, it's, it, for me, it comes deeply from a feminine essence, the nurturing, Mm -hmm. the desire to nurture and, Funnily enough, my partner and I both on our manifestation lists had a deep desire for traditional gender roles. And in the modern world, it's not black and white. Mm -hmm. I work. I love working. Um, I work in a way that for me feels deeply feminine. There's so much flow and flexibility. And um, I spend a lot of time at home. But something we've agreed on in terms of values is that the feminine makes the house a home and for me the cooking has so nothing to do like he's just as capable we share similar values in terms of what we eat to a crazy degree really like Mm -hmm. in terms Mm -hmm. of like you know manifesting your dream partner it's wild how similarly our values align in that department um but there's something so fulfilling to my feminine essence about nourishing my partner and you know one day our kids it just feels it feels natural in a way that I think many people who operate from a transactional perspective of like well you know how much work do you do or what do you do during the day and who has time (laughs) for what and I think part of what keeps that spark alive in relationship is absolutely destroying any idea of transactional Mm. you know I did this so you have to do that it's this it comes from a place of devotion and giving and like this morning I was doing the dishes and he brought um the freezing it was so cold last night it was four degrees I (laughs) never knew Texas got this cold but the floors are so cold and he brought the little heater over and like extended it to like be right at my feet when I was doing the dishes and that's just an example for me of like how when you operate from devotion as opposed to transaction and you do things that are in your nature and in your essence purely from a place of giving it naturally balances out like that 
act for me was like him taking care of me and me taking care of him. And I think part of what kills romance and long-term happiness in relationship is this like, well, but Lisa, you look how hard you work and you can't possibly always make the meals. And like, shouldn't you split it 50-50? There's this so much narrative around the evolution of of women into this like equality being we're the same. And that kills passion. We're not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, how we give. And that doesn't mean that a man and a woman or, you know, a masculine essence and a feminine essence have to show up the same in every relationship. But I do think it has to be a conversation of like, how do I want to devote myself to you and vice versa? And how can we find a dance in this relationship where we're both honoring each each other's yeah core essence which mm-hmm. yeah I it can look different from relationship to relationship but I know since I've started speaking more about this you know feminine essence and how it shows up in relationships so many women reach out saying oh my god you know this is what I I would love that or I have this deep longing for that like I do want to and it's not about homemaking not as it having to be all you do but the essence of the feminine turning a house into a home Mm. yeah I love that you made the point because for me too and Jacob and I speak about this all the time because I love work and I work a lot and and it is such a huge part of my life and I do see that only expanding also as we expand and start a family it's like that still is very 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 important to me and I love how you spoke about the kind of the transactional thing and how that kills passion because if we're constantly and I think it just takes so much energy it's like so much energy to just like look at things and to say, oh, well, you know, you did this then. And so therefore, like, I'm going to do this now. And it's just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I think the beauty, and I think this is different in everyone's relationship, is just finding your own flow. Like, what does that, like, how do just things feel natural and how do they move and not having to and but that what is that that's the feminine like that's Mm -hmm. just that that aspect of inviting that flow and it just flows when you know I am at home more like you can and we're just able to like I'm just able to like you know go flow to the grocery store and like (laughs) like, I don't know how else to put it because it feels so incredibly natural and there's Mm -hmm. seasons and there's also if I like it if at any moment and Jacob's just the sweetest any moment I'm like babe like can you cook dinner or like I want you to make this he's like yes got it cool Mm -hmm. going to do this going to get the groceries going to make the thing and he's Mm -hmm. a phenomenal chef and he's really 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 good at it Mm-hmm. But that doesn't also mean that like he wants to do it all the time or, you know, it's something that like he wants to start working in. But then I broke my elbow in March and like he was like on it. He cooked like every meal. He would like finish work at seven, like get groceries, cook the food, like mm-hmm. he like did everything without complaining, without questioning, like 
And so it's just like you mentioned, it's just like that. It just, it's like, just, I don't know what else to say, but like Mm. things just flow when you align with what feels good for you and what works in your relationship, but then also not being afraid to, yeah, to own that feminine essence and that natural nurturer and yeah, that ability to want to provide in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's true teamwork. Like my partner and I speak often about the nature that we're on the same team. And I think that can carry through in so many ways, including if you're having a disagreement, it's that you know underlying we're on the same team. And when someone's going through a hard time, you break your elbow you're on the same team and kind of Mm -hmm. no matter what happens through the seasons of life is that the foundation of the relationship is yeah teamwork Mm -hmm. I thought we could end you've given some uh I mean a lot of wisdom about how to manifest the right partner and you know your journey in finding the partner and Maybe you could sh- we could end with a piece of advice for yeah keeping a long lasting relationship. Mm. I, there's so many things, and I am gonna bring it back. Well, I'm gonna also I'm gonna see just what wants to flow because that's yeah. often how I <laughs> communicate, and things just are kind of you know channeled through. For sure, for sure, communication mm-hmm. that is we've all heard it and we've all heard it because truth is repeated. And so when we constantly hear things over and over and over again, it's like a universal truth. And so when it's constantly repeated, it works on the same notion as like a spiritual affirmation or any sort of affirmation or anything you want to change. It's even the basis and premise of most subconscious healing work. It's like we have to reinstate a new belief, a new statement, a new neural pathway. And what do we have to do to continue on that pathway? We have to keep on reaffirming it and reaffirming it. So communication in the way that I think everyone has their own unique style, but in a way that you can communicate your needs and you can just communicate how you're feeling and if something is not working or you need you know sometimes even even going off of like what we spoke about last time like sometimes I do it's just like I don't want to or my energy or I'm not feeling up to it to cook or to get the groceries or to do the thing that I maybe um, it's just kind of, yeah, it's very natural for me to do, to communicate that and and not be like, oh, just because it's like, I have to, and I have to like Mm -hmm. push through it and I have to be a warrior and I have to be not only like, you know, uh, a wife and like a lover and the homemaker, but I also have to be a warrior and I have to Mm -hmm. do everything and kind of like live in that archetype to just communicate and to, from a very, 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 um honest and truthful place and whether that is I think this is you know something we didn't touch upon too but maybe you need more touch or maybe you need more intimacy or sex is more important to you and you need more of it 
communicate it, Mm -hmm. like speak it, allow it to come out because we cannot. And I even know in my past relationships, that emotional immaturity was there because like when I wanted to communicate something or if something happened, I would play I would like go silent or I'd be like mm-hmm. this, like I would you know I'd really be like oh I'm gonna get you I'm oh, gonna and I know that I know that past too let me go silent and see if you care enough to ask yeah what's wrong is <laughs> so classic and so dangerous classic completely because we it's just a game it's a game and it's we we really when we like get clear and honest people don't know what we're thinking and so if we don't speak and if we don't share it even when things are going well or things are going smoothly how can we expect that other person to know that we are desiring this we're wanting more of that we're wanting maybe more spontaneity or whatever it is we have to communicate it and not only in an intimate partnership but also with friends I think it's so important to have this clear conscious communication that we can that we can dance within and have that have that container so that for sure um what else I think yeah I think having fun and being playful is something that life can you know harden us life can be what it is there's everyone goes through challenges there's things that you know I'm sure some of us it's we'll just we see these things and they're atrocities and 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 so a lot of people are going through a lot but if we can invite like fun and playfulness and laughter and not taking things so Seriously, I feel like that has always been deep medicine for Jacob and I, that even something, if, you know, a disagreement arises or, you know, something comes up, we'll just laugh. And Jacob's better at this than me, but he'll just like, whatever, like it, it actually, this is not important. We're being really silly and we'll laugh and we invite that playfulness we also really love like terms of endearment. We have so many funny names for each other. It's it's just like this sweetness. It's like honey mm-hmm. that just like moves through us that it is able to invite that, like just that soft, playful, childlike mm-hmm. essence, which I think a lot of people not consciously lose, but it's just this like yeah, it's like they fall, like kind of we've been saying, they fall into this role or this is who I have to be or I'm an adult and I have to be serious and I have Mm -hmm. to be on top of it and I have to be, you know, militant in the way that I handle the finances and the home and life and partnership and everything. And yes, and that's fine if that's the way that you want to operate. But for me and my experience, it's like the longevity comes from just inviting that like playfulness, youthfulness, because it's medicine. I mean, mm-hmm. I could go on and on about it because it really is a pillar of our relationship. And I think it's something when we come back to even being, you know, growing older and being kind of, you know, time moving on and, and we age and all of these other aspects that bringing in that essence 
bringing in that kind of childlike spirit, I feel like personally is the biggest and best thing you can do for longevity, anti-aging, and in that keeping a partnership juicy and alive and fun, fun. Like, I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This no one else I would rather speak about this and, you know, open up with because, yeah, you hold just such a beautiful space and container. And I'm so grateful that we were also able to <laughs> even meet all those years Same when this was unfolding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really value our relationship and appreciate your time so much. We'll have to do like a 20 year reunion when you and Jacob are celebrating yes. your, your 19 or 20 years. We'll like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know. Every we'll decade, be, every decade, yeah. we'll check in. <laughs> that will be, exist. we'll check, let's check in after we have um, a baby, after <laughs> children come into the mix, because I yeah, think we'll have that expander. is. We'll have you as an expander into motherhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see the journey and to also take, you know, take my also own medicine. And I think mm-hmm. we're always, you know, mirrors and you're a mirror for me and vice versa and everyone else and so we always speak the medicine that we also need so I think it's just important to remember these things myself at the same time Mm -hmm. amen amen thank you love you love you Lise 